0: So today is Wednesday, December 4th, 2019, and this is the Loris Women's Leadership Alliance podcast. I am Kayla Schneider, development officer here at Loris College, and with me today I have Jimmy Napersick, uh, Director of Institutional Marketing here at Loris, and also 2009 graduate and board member Melissa Wagner. The Leadership Alliance's mission is to engage women on the Loras College campus and alumni communities, connecting them or reconnecting them with the college with the overall goal of supporting young women who are attending Loris or who wish to attend Loris. If you wish to support a uh, young female and support the Women's Leadership Alliance scholarship, you can do so at alumni.loris.edu forward slash giving. And remember to put the Women's Leadership Alliance Scholarship in the designation box. Uh, I'm also to help you with your giving. You can give me a call. My direct line at Loris is 563 588 7328. Jimmy, Melissa, thank you for being here today. We're on episode six.
1: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Believe it or not, episode six.
0: Episode six, and you know what that means? Our expectations are set quite high for you, Melissa. So I should no have pressure. listened to the other ones yeah. before. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that you had a very happy Thanksgiving, both of you. Um, here we are; it's December, December fourth already. And uh, so, Melissa, we've been we're, we're grateful that you're here. We're grateful uh, to have your voice on the Women's Leadership Alliance board. Um, You were very very much valued um, as far as um, what we were able to do so far as a group. Um, And and these past episodes, we've been talking with with board members and hearing about their LORIS experience and whatnot. So can you kind of talk to us a little bit, like tell us a little bit about your background?
2: All right. So I started, again, thank you for inviting me. Um, I started at Loris in 2005, and when I came to Loris, I had, before I came to Loris, I had the opportunity to complete some credits at a local community college, so I was able to come in um, a little bit more advanced for um, the freshman class, which allowed me the opportunity to be able to double major and minor at my time at Loris in just four short years. In addition- Marketing, right? Marketing management? Marketing, management, and international business. Okay. Wow. Um, It also allowed me the opportunity to study abroad for a semester, which changed my entire perspective um, of both the world and also um, found a new love to travel
0: by doing that opportunity. Um, Which is I, that international business minor, right, coming into play there? Yes, yes that I've used a lot <laughs> since I graduated.
2: <laughs> um, but I was actually telling Kayla a story before that when I came in, I started um, one of my first marketing classes with was with Pat Marzofka, and it was with juniors and seniors. And he stood in front of the class the first day and said, "You know, seniors, it's I have some excellent news for you." Um, this year is the best year to graduate as a marketing major. There's the most number of jobs out there for you. You have the ability, you know, to basically land any job that you want.
0: And you were a first year? First year, first year, yeah. oh. So
2: then my last semester um, of my four years of college, I walked into the final marketing class and Pat Marzofka stood up again and said, well, seniors, I have some bad news for you. Oh. This is the <laughs> worst year to graduate as a marketing major. Uh, So I think that kind of opened up my eyes to look at different positions, um, look at different jobs that were out in the market to kind of refocus my attention. I liked marketing. I liked what I, you know, what I was learning in the classroom. I learned a lot of very valuable uh, material, but I also decided to take a step back and to think about what other jobs are out there that aren't necessarily marketing focused. Sure, Um, Taking in management, which wasn't my favorite subject, but ended up really finding a love for it, um, but then decided, you know, to take a, a lot of advantage of different internships, not only around
0: campus, um, but also off of campus. Did you, did you do your internships only your senior year, or were you taking advantage of them your junior year as well, since you came in with so many credits?
2: Yes, I was taking advantage of them, I believe, um, sophomore year, beginning of junior year, to take advantage of internships, um, both on campus again, as Mm -hmm. well as off campus. Um, But I think that was really the moment when Pat said that, to take a deeper look as to what will the market look like um, as I begin to graduate and what will the future jobs entail? Um, So one of the things that I would recommend is also taking a look at that, is don't think about just what you want to do, because... We all come in 18 years old and think that we want, we know what we're going to do for the rest of our lives, which it probably is not going to happen, unfortunately. Um, But it might also not be a good fit for you once you get into the curriculum and better understand what type of areas you do enjoy. um, That will probably change. So one of the things that I did, and I, I think that internships are important not only for professional development and having that on your resume. I think that every instructor would say, You need to do internships. You need to do internships. You can't have a lack in your resume, but also for personal development. Mm -hmm. You know, you're in the classroom, you are learning the curriculum, but you don't really get to apply that. Mm -hmm. So you don't know what jobs look like by using that uh, knowledge. So, one of the things that um, I also recommend is when you take advantage of internships, also take advantage of Um, internships of different areas. So don't just focus on what you're most interested in, but also focus on areas that you can see a market for that in the future. So for instance, I worked as a marketing intern, marketing, yes, but for a retirement community, um, which was locally.
0: Like locally here in Dubuque or where you're from? Locally here in Dubuque. Okay. Um,
2: So that opened my eyes because I know all of the baby boomers Mm -hmm. will be retiring, opened my eyes to a completely new market that Mm -hmm. I never thought about, but a market that is booming Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the future. Right. This is the highest need of retirement facilities ever. Yeah. Um, I knew that's not what I wanted to do.
0: But <laughs> but you were um, able to do that, and you with that experience, you were able to cross that off the list. Like correct. you know, you had that experience. So, how did having that experience like get you ready for the next internship?
2: So, you know, I I looked at that was a for profit industry. I then looked at a internship in a nonprofit industry, mm-hmm. which I was lucky enough to take advantage of multiple internships at Loris. Um, that kind of got me prepared to see what that looked like, mm-hmm. what fundraising looked like, what development look like in a non-for-profit, um, realm. Um, ultimately, um, from that, I decided to take advantage of Loris days that local businesses had held, which, um, gave me the opportunity to do, um, you know, a lot of visiting with local businesses. Um, and if I was interested in a local visit, in a local business that I had visited, I then took the extra step Um, gathered um, business cards from those individuals and then reached out to them after to job shadow. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that I think that I didn't know if I really wanted to do a full-time internship with them, but I just wanted to learn more or take more away um, from the opportunity that I only was able to speak with them for 10, 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. which is definitely not enough time. Mm -hmm. Um, In doing so, I think that I was able to get and see on the forefront the culture Mm -hmm. um, of those industries or those businesses locally, um, rather Mm
0: -hmm. than just... I'm going to ask a question about culture. Um, Why is that important?
2: (laughs) I think culture is important because every single day you wake up and you do this job. Um, You, if you're not liking the position, um, it not only affects your professional, uh, mindset of dreading going to work every day, but you also bring that home with you at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a company that you're not happy going to work every day, or you're, you don't align with what they stand for, Mm -hmm. it will make your home life miserable.
0: Yeah. Um, and I think that's important. I think that our listeners, I'm glad that you brought that up. And I wanted to ask about that because, yes, the, um, the internships and the experience developing you professionally and personally is, is great, but it's allowing you an opportunity to, to, as you're growing as an individual, to see what you're wanting in a workplace and what, what, what they need from you and what you can give them. And if the culture is not there, you're absolutely right. It, it's, it's difficult.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh absolutely and and I've got you know friends and and colleagues uh, through multiple different jobs that I've had that have gone through that and I think it's interesting because you know you and I could be working at the same place and the culture works for you but it doesn't work for me and so I think that's that's another factor that um, it really is dependent on who you are what you value you know some people want that work culture where after work they go and they hang out they have they -hmm. they go and have a drink they get dinner whatever other people are content with they show up at five o'clock they clock out and they go home and it's a very you know um Mm -hmm. you know black and white type of uh you know coexistence um i think for us here at loris you know at least for me i i gravitate more towards the wanting to do things on the nights and weekends with with other co-workers here um, and especially I saw a lot of that in athletics that when you develop that type of relationship for me when the going gets tough nine to five that helps really push me through it's a nice support system that's for absolutely sure.
2: yeah and I think that's something that you can't see if you just go to a career fair booth right because right everyone there wants you to come work for them essentially, Mm -hmm. especially in today's market where there's a crazy number of jobs open that everyone will conform what they want you to think about Mm -hmm. their company. Uh, But something as, you know, if you don't wanna take a full semester internship to just sit there in job shadow, I've never met anyone that won't allow you to go and sit with them for a couple of hours. Mm -hmm. And just even those couple of hours, Will give you a a clear view or a small view as to what that company stands for, um, you know. How, how many times did you interact. job shadow? I job shadowed twice, for different opportunities, and ultimately, would I the job I landed when I graduated from college was one of those um, opportunities that I did job shadow. Mm-hmm. So,
0: and would you say it's because of that job shadowing experience is what? drove you to want to work at that company?
2: Yes, I do. Um it's actually a unique job shadowing experience, so I had um went and asked someone who was on the panel at this company if I could job shadow um them for just a couple of hours. And at that point of time, um uh, the president of the company of that branch had also given out um business cards and I reached out to that president and informed them that, you know, Your employee is going the extra distance. Thank you so much for allowing us to not only come to this job fair or to this Loris day, but also to allow your employees to have people job shadow them. And that president actually came down to the desk um, of the person that I was job shadowing while I was there and thanked the employee in front of me and also asked if I could go up and speak with that president after Um, So that just showed me, you know, that the culture was something that was very inviting. Someone that actually took the time out of the millions of tasks that they need to do in a day um, to make a student feel welcome Mm -hmm. in that environment. And that was one of the reasons that I decided ultimately to go with that company because of the engagement that they had, not only with their employees, but... The potential of future employees. Sure, right. absolutely,
0: and I think that's important too. And, and so we're we're talking about culture a lot. And Melissa, I know that we've talked about this a little bit too. And I and what happens though? Let's mm-hmm. stay on culture. You go and you work at a place and you love it, and the culture is fantastic. And this happens at a lot of places when they have, um, you know, leadership transitions or they're reorganizing. Um, it happens. But like, what happens when the shift? like in culture happens and you're not quite aligned there anymore.
2: I think that there's a couple of things that you need to think about, um, when that happens and that might be a quick and urgent change or that change might be over the time frame of years, right? Mm-hmm. Slow, um, culture. And I think that there's a difference between, I feel like culture is such a buzzword mm-hmm. that everyone wants to have a great culture. But as Jimmy had said is what defines culture to you mm-hmm. and, and culture to you and me is completely different. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I think it's something that a business overuses. I feel like, um, so many businesses try to stress that they have such a great culture, but they don't look at what culture is and Mm -hmm. what a good culture is. Um, which, um, I think that that's something that as you feel that the culture is changing, the culture might not Be changing you might be the one changing ultimately and where your goals align with that think that you just need to take a step back and to look at you know is your job something that you're that you enjoy doing um if not do you see that there's room for growth and development for you um and are you aligned to be in that pipeline for that growth and development um also is is what your culture of the company turned into or what you feel it's turned into align with your personal goals, um, or personal feelings and values and all of that. Um, if the answer is no for either of those, then I think it's time to find a different job or look elsewhere to find something that's a better fit to, because ultimately to go back to what we had said at the beginning is you have to do this day in and day out. And if you're not happy with it, then ultimately you're the only one that can change your happiness. Right.
0: Yeah. I just, it's just one of those things and you're right. It is a buzzword culture. Um, And I want to go back a little bit too on um, what you said about stepping out of your comfort zone and, and taking different internships. How do you, I mean, you seem like, I mean, it's a special mindset. Like, how do you change the mindset? How do you change someone who is coming in and they are a business major and they want to study pre-law and they're on the fast track to go to law school? But um, there's a lot of different things, a lot of different courses and um, internships that they could take to kind of develop them as a person to make their law school experience, if they do indeed end up being a lawyer um, that could help strengthen their their skills there. So how do you change that mindset to step out of your comfort zone?
2: I think every opportunity is a learning experience. Um, you know, I actually, so I'm an adjunct online instructor as well, as mm-hmm. you know. Um, but one of the things that I always tell my students is like, always try, right? Always try something new. Ultimately, you're going to learn something from it. Mm-hmm even if it's not something like monetary, right? So even if you don't like the internship or you don't enjoy what you do, you didn't lose anything from doing it, ultimately. For instance, I had this assignment that a couple of students emailed me about and they failed terribly on it. And they asked me to reopen it. So under much consideration, I reopened it and allowed everyone to go back and redo it. Out of all the students in my class, 17 of them chose not to do it. And five chose to redo it. And that to me was incredibly frustrating because it took only a little bit of effort to better understand that content. Similar to ultimately a small internship is only a small fraction of time in your life. It's not going to be detrimental to your future. It's, it's a couple of months. By that student those students not doing it, it showed me that they wouldn't go the extra step in their job. And I don't think it's necessary, again, to go back on the internships on your resume. Yes, it's nice to have those, but it's more of personal growth that Mm -hmm. I feel like you get out of internships um, and professional growth Mm -hmm. independently. Yes, it's nice, again, to have on your resume, but you learn something from any experience you take advantage of. Yeah. Did that answer your question? Yeah. Okay. perfect.
1: Well, and I think in, in my experience, the internships, you obviously learn hands-on skills. Yep. But, you know, as a college student, you know, I was working with, you know, working professionals 5, 10, 15, 20 years older than me. Um, and it, it gave me that experience. Right. How do you bridge that yep. that cultural gap, that age gap, um, and balancing, you know, what you're doing you know, in the morning and the early afternoon in class, and then you're going to this internship in the afternoon, early evening. Um, So I think that's a huge part of it as well. In addition to the skill learning and the the hands-on, it's how do you relate, how do you, you know, coexist with people that are from different backgrounds or have different motivations.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly, and I think the curriculum has developed so much even over the last ten years. Mm-hmm. um you know there's more application based relevancy based simulations um, applications in the classroom, which is extremely helpful. But to go to your point, Jimmy, is there's nothing quite like that hands- on experience mm-hmm. um to be able to it really makes you apply what you've learned to a a situation in which you can f- see yourself in the future yeah. taking part in,
0: yeah. Absolutely. And so, Melissa, you mentioned you're an adjunct professor, and I know you're also a freelance contractor um, <clears throat> consultant. And so do you feel like your past experience with whether it be your your internships at Loris, the internships outside of Loris, um, do you think that that set you on a path to get to where you are today?
2: Absolutely. I think any job that you are in or you hold um, help build um, up your knowledge base, your experience base for any future job that you will have. Um, One thing that I should know is I feel like it's important, especially for students to realize that people are always watching you. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, you know, students go to networking events and students go to other events and they go with their friends or whatever and don't really think about, people watching them. Mm -hmm. Um, One true example that I have of this is actually in my former job, I was um, helping instructors implement technology into their classroom. And I was on a call with an instructor and he actually said to me in that call, I wanna hire you. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that you don't think of Mm -hmm. when you're in a position. You try to be the best you can be, and you are great around your colleagues but in return who those clients that you're working with like jimmy you had said people who are much older than you and having that reputation and making sure that you have the confidence in your reputation um so ultimately i said to the instructor you can hire me Mm -hmm. um and he hired me right on the spot basically so that's something that i think is important for students too is when you do take advantage of these internships or um, job shadowing Opportunities to be who you want to be in those. Make sure that you come prepared mm-hmm. every day. Make sure that um, you're ready to work hard and and, be, and show those people that you're working with who you want to be as an employee.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, maybe a a stumper, but mm-hmm. have you ever been in a position where is an internship or a job that? It wasn't good, and you knew you needed to get out. How did you navigate that process? Because I think that's a big piece that a lot of young professionals maybe overlook mm-hmm. is that you know, you may get six months into a job and realize it's not for me, the culture is not, whatever right. your reason is, navigating that exit strategy because yeah. you just up and leave, you burn a bridge.
2: Right. I think uh, a key component of that is finding a mentor in your workplace or multiple mentors in your workplace right when you start um, there has to be someone or multiple people that you kind of navigate towards when you go in so jimmy you said that you like to go out for drinks i'm sure that there's certain individual or dinner <laughs> hanging i don't out. know how
1: if i like how she's painting me here that you know i just work you like a drink. social life yeah yeah okay thank social you
2: social life um, but i'm sure that there's people that you that are in that social circle of yours that <laughs> have been at Loris for a longer period of time that you look up to um, and that you feel that you can rely on if they might not be in your department, um, they would possibly be in a different department um, that you can go to if you have issues or if you're feeling like um, you have those questions about your job. That I think that finding those mentors in the workplace early on will help you. Um, Because obviously, they've been there longer, they have more experience, they're more familiar with the company. And maybe it's just that you're not liking a change in your job that you that they know that it will kind of flatten out and be better in a couple of months. Or um, if they can say, yeah, you know, I think that maybe this is not a good um, job for you based on what I know of you and based on where your skills are. Um, So I believe that the true thing to help you with that is find a mentor. Find a mentor within the company.
0: And I think Melissa, I mean, she you said that so wonderfully and it, you've said it before too, like when you opened up your assignment to people, you said it, you just try. Right. So you have to try first. You're in it for six months um, or six weeks or whatever that looks like. You don't know that you don't necessarily like it quite yet because you're not really trying and putting forth that effort. You're not looking for that mentor to kind of see what what skills you know you might need to dive in on and, and um, enhance a little bit or what mm-hmm. you need to do to work harder to make yourself be successful. And then you have that success, and then you might find those pieces that, that come together a little bit. So do you, um, where you're at today, did you envision this is where you'd be 10 years ago? Because, you know, you've been graduated for, you left Loris 10 years ago, Melissa. I love you too, Kayla. You're getting yeah, so you're, old.
1: You're aging her a little yeah. bit. I don't know, that's that's not the right uh, message for this podcast, right? I think,
0: I think it's a fine message. Oh, Okay.
1: <laughs>
2: Um. Did I think that I would be where I am today? Um. I mean, I always knew I wanted to do something in business. Mm-hmm. I think that anyone that goes into a business in business, it's such a broad spectrum of different jobs that you can have. Um, that unless you have something, you know, you said that that law student who was going on and knew exactly. Well, that person probably does know what they want to do. I didn't going mm-hmm. into it. Um. I really do like the balance that I have in my life. I have one foot in the business world and one foot in education, which allows me the opportunity to continuously learn myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like both of those positions help um, one another. So what I mean by that is what I learned from the business perspective, I can then go back and relate to the students and give them examples. Um, From what I learned from students, I can then go back and apply for future employers or future employees um, to find what's coming up in, in the workforce. So although I don't think I knew exactly what I wanted to do, I am very happy with where I am for the roles that I'm currently holding.
0: That's good. Lifelong learning, it's one of the best things. You're always learning. Always learn. Like, never Never stay complacent. And I've said this before and probably on episodes before, like episodes of this podcast, like just always be a lifelong learner. Just don't stay complacent. Get yourself out there. Take risks. Try. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you've uh, given a lot of great feedback today in our conversation. And um, and again, like just shows that we're how grateful we are to have your voice. Um, not only as an alum here, a graduate, a Duhawk, uh, because, uh, There's a lot of value in what you've said today. Um, And uh, also, just to have your voice um, for the Women's Leadership Alliance board. Still a very new board, but I mean, I'm so grateful to have you be part of it. And thank you. Absolutely,
1: (laughs) absolutely. And, you know, we hopefully, you know, not that we don't want to keep you around forever, but hopefully, your work, you know, with Kayla and the rest of the board members (laughs) inspires, you know, you know, the graduates from the last three to four years to, to to take that next step forward and kind of carry that torch. And uh, I think so far you guys are doing a fantastic job of that.
0: Yeah, we appreciate that. Is okay. it everything, you know, like when I asked you to be part of the board, like is, <laughs> has it been like, I mean, what do you see? Has it been like meeting your expectations, Melissa? Exceeding, Kayla. It's been exceeding <laughs> my expectations. How, no, I how think,
1: did Kayla ask you? She
0: begged. I did not <laughs> beg you. First of all, (laughs) she hunted me down. No, I think we were having it over a nice glass of wine. So um, I didn't really give her give her a choice to say Mm. no. Yes. Isn't that right? She cornered her. Yeah. That's how. Yeah.
2: So Kayla and I have a very sarcastic friendship. So (laughs) when something serious happens, I usually know something's coming.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So then she sits
2: me down and she's like, I need to talk to you about something.
0: (laughs)
1: and did you have to think about it or is it i i
2: I did think about it i mean i've been on other boards before and i just wanted again similar to a job or an internship make sure you know it was with um, individuals that i thought that were going to make an impact and that it was going to not only help those students but also be a long time long-term um project to work towards yeah which i think it is good.
1: Well, and how I'm, how is the culture on the LWL? The culture board? is amazing. Good, good. Is what I like to. We hear. have
2: a lot of great <laughs> events that I think that um, are both, you know, young professional as well as student focused. That I feel as though we get a significant amount of great feedback mm-hmm. from, um, which is something that I think it's great for both again students and young professionals to be able to be in the a similar setting or the same setting, um, to be able to bring that perspective to each other. Mm -hmm. No, I absolutely agree.
0: Well, wonderful. Melissa, thank you again. And uh, Jimmy, thank you. Uh, Something we have coming up next, it's gearing up to be quite busy. Uh, In December, we are uh, working towards the end of the calendar year. So if you um, are still wavering on making that gift to Loras College, uh, please know that you do have some time uh, December 31st. Um, Online gifts, if you were to give online, need to be made December 31st before the end of the year. Um, If your checks are postmarked December 31st, those will count for the calendar year as well. Um, But uh, Monday, this coming Monday, we have uh, uh, Sarah Ross uh, joining us on on the podcast. And then on Thursday, January 9th, we will be welcoming Beth Mund. So stay tuned.
1: And not only that, but if... You're in the Chicagoland area. Join us oh, this yeah. Friday at the Cubby Bear in Wrigleyville, our uh, our annual Loris Network of Chicago. Yes. Yep. Uh, event, uh, 8 to 11 p.m. at the Cubby Bear. I'll be there. I don't think Kayla's making a no. trip.
0: No, nope, I'm not. But Brian Nugent is.
1: Nope. Okay. Um, and Brie Burnett.
0: And Brie Burnett. Yeah. It's it's always a fun event. Um Uh, in the Chicagoland area, and it's always good to engage different, different networks. So I know that everyone is looking forward to that. Absolutely. Wonderful. Well, thank you again.
1: Thank you. You're welcome.